Hello, everybody. This is Joseph P. Farrell with news and views from the Nefarium on Thursday, November 19th, 2020. Um, <laughs> the Nefarium has been busy, as you know, um, stealing elections and promoting a planned scamdemic all at the same time. So what I want to do today is talk about the latter a bit. Um, because I don't know a lot of you uh, that listen overseas. I don't know what your media is doing, but over here uh, in the United States, the media is just going hog wild, as we say, to celebrate the new Pfizer coronavirus vaccine. So I want to talk about that. Um, just to put my cards on the table. Uh, I am not anti-vaccine, but I'm certainly not pro-vaccine. Uh, my parents made the decision when I was very young to give me the Sabin uh, polio vaccine. And the reason they chose that particular vaccine was already the Salk vaccine, which was the first polio vaccine, uh, had begun to have adverse effects and reactions in some people who actually contracted polio from the vaccine. So they took the decision to use the safer Sabin vaccine. But since that time, uh, I have never taken a flu shot. I don't want to take a flu shot uh, because they're just pumping your body full of crud. Now, that's not to say I haven't had the flu, but I certainly have. But uh, I tend to get it for a lot less. My mother, uh, my late mother, took a flu vaccine every year and got sick for, you know, a week or so from it. And I finally told her, quit taking it. And uh, she did one year and didn't have the flu. There is an interesting story out in this respect now, since we're hearing about the Pfizer vaccine. And... I found an article that kind of that I want to share with you that kind of gathers together some of the concerns that I and other people have about this so-called coronavirus vaccine. And it's from Natural News. The article is titled The Shocking Reason Why Pfizer's Coronas Vaccine Requires Storage at Minus 70 Degrees Centigrade because it contains experimental nanotech components that have never, let me repeat that, never been used in vaccines before. And I'm going to read a lot of this article to you without much comment, because I, I couldn't put my own personal concerns about this vaccine any better than this article does. Uh, my, my concerns have been exactly the same as my concerns with GMOs. We rushed into rolling out GMOs on the market, and we were assured there, that there were no environmental problems with it, there, there were no health problems with it, but the point is, is that there was no long-term intergenerational testing of the effects of those, those crops on the human health, on intergenerational human health, 
and on the environment. This is one reason that Russia, for example, has refused <coughs> to sanction GMOs <coughs> until that testing is done. So in other words, we bought a lie sold to us by corporate science. And now, I just blogged about this recently, we were assured that GMOs would yield uh, greater yields per acre of, of certain crops than normal natural seeds. And this is not the case. In fact, what has happened is it's driven up costs, but there has been no significant improvement of yield. So we're looking at another follow the science narrative from corporate science and big government. And I want to read this article to you. And it contains so many whopper doozies. I, you know, it's, it's difficult for me to comment and improve on what the article says. So here we go. Quote, you're seeing the reports all over the news. Pfizer's new coronavirus vaccine requires storage at minus 70 degrees centigrade or minus 94 degrees Fahrenheit, which is much colder than the North Pole. If it's not stored at this temperature, its ingredients begin to break down and it fails to work. Currently, Pfizer is claiming, without having offered us any evidence... <laughs> that its vaccine is, quote, 90% effective, unquote. But this claim is little more than corporate propaganda designed to drive up stock prices through false projections. But why do these vaccines need to be kept at minus 70 degrees centigrade in the first place? The answer, it turns out, is because they contain potentially hazardous ingredients that have never been used in vaccines before. Hey, I... Uh, sign me up. I want to take a vaccine that's not undergone adequate testing. That's an entirely new kind of vaccine that we don't know what the health effects are going to be on intergenerational uh, effects on human beings, on, on our children or our grandchildren. Sign me up. <laughs> As Children's Health Defense explained in an August 6th article, that incidentally I believe is Robert Kennedy Jr.'s website, quote, Mitochondrial RNA vaccines are undergoing COVID-19 clinical trials, including the Moderna vaccine, and they rely on a nanoparticle-based carrier system containing a synthetic chemical called polyethylene glycol, unquote. So, in other words, it's a new kind of vaccine. It's being rushed to market, has not undergone any long-term intergenerational testing. It's There's a claim by Pfizer that its vaccine is 90% effective. I, you know, I haven't seen any evidence either. And by the way, it messes around with your mitochondrial RNA. You know, that stuff that we all got from our mother and that she got from her mother and so on and so on back to what geneticists are calling mitochondrial Eve. And I blogged about this recently, folks. If you're changing the mitochondrial RNA of a human being, all of us coming from geneticists think a common human female ancestor that they're calling mitochondrial Eve. What does that tell you about what the agenda might be? Might the agenda be to change the species itself? I know that sounds like a whopper doozy, but there's an aspect of this that I do think that there's some other agenda besides just beating the, this uh, coronavirus Plan scandemic. Continuing, 
Children's Health Defense goes on to explain, quote, the use of polyethylene glycol on drugs and vaccines is increasingly controversial due to the well-documented incidence of adverse polyethylene glycol-related immune reactions, including life-threatening anaphylaxis. <laughs> Roughly 7 in 10 Americans may already be sensitized to polyethylene glycol, which may result in reduced efficacy of the vaccine and an increase in adverse side effects. If a polyethylene glycol-containing mitochondrial RNA vaccine for COVID-19 gains FDA approval, watch, folks. They'll ram that through the FDA just like Monster Santo rammed through its GMO seeds and Roundup and all of that stuff. If it gains FDA approval, the uptick in exposure to polyethylene glycol will be unprecedented and potentially disastrous. Moderna documents and publications indicate that the company is well aware of safety risk associated with polyethylene glycol and other aspects of its mitochondrial RNA technology, but it is more concerned with its bottom line. Now, I'm skipping a few paragraphs here, folks. Why are lipid nanoparticles used in vaccines? The Children's Health Defense further explains, quote, lipid nanoparticles encapsulate the mitochondrial RNA constructs to protect them from degradation and promote cellular uptake and additionally rev up the immune system, a property that vaccine scientists tamely describe as lipid nanoparticles' inherent adjuvant, adjuvant properties, unquote. In other words, the lipid nanoparticles are adjuvants, meaning they are designed to cause hyperinflammatory responses in human beings once rejected, or pardon me, once injected. <coughs> this is done, <coughs> pardon me, in an effort to induce the creation of antibodies, that's usually what vaccines are designed to do, but listen to this, to induce the creation of antibodies that then allow the vaccine manufacturer to claim high effectiveness rates even when those very same adjuvants cause severe adverse reactions. According to recent vaccine trials conducted by Moderna, 100% of human subjects in the high-dose vaccine trial group experienced adverse reactions. The adverse reactions caused by mitochondrial RNA coronavirus vaccines are so widespread that in the United Kingdom, the government recently admitted it is expecting a massive wave of coronavirus vaccine adverse reactions or side effects. As discussed in the previous article, Vaccine Death Wave, UK government posts a bid for AI systems to process the expected flood of COVID-19 vaccine injuries. Quote, the United Kingdom government has posted a bid and an award contract notice seeking an artificial intelligence system that can process the expected flood of COVID-19 vaccine injuries and side effects, unquote. 
That bit explains in the government's own words, quote, the MHRA currently seeks an artificial intelligence software tool to process the expected high volume of COVID-19 vaccine adverse drug reactions and to ensure that no details from adverse drug reactions texts are missed. Let me read that one again. The, MR, pardon me, the MHRA urgently seeks an artificial intelligence software tool to process the expected high volume of COVID-19 vaccine adverse drug reactions and ensure that no details from the adverse drug reactions text are missed, unquote. In other words, they already know the vaccines are going to kill a huge number of people. David Knight featured a United Kingdom whistleblower on his show who revealed that coronavirus vaccine adjuvants are demonstrating a 97% sterility rate in women who take the vaccine. Let me repeat that one again. David Knight featured a United Kingdom whistleblower on his show today who revealed that coronavirus vaccine adjuvants are demonstrating a 97% sterility rate in women who take the vaccine. This is what happens when you turn your protein synthesis over to evil corporations who are pursuing a global depopulation agenda. Most importantly... As people start dying from the coronavirus vaccines, the medical establishment will characterize those deaths as COVID-19 deaths in order to claim the pandemic is getting worse. Well, I happen to agree. They probably will do that, given how they've monkeyed with the statistics to create essentially a planned scandemic out of what is basically a flu. Okay? Now, again, folks, I am not saying that this virus isn't real, and I am not saying that there are not people getting sick from it, and in some cases even dying from it. But I am saying, statistically, this is no worse than any other flu season we've seen, and yet we've got the whole world on lockdown wearing nose feeder bags and all of this happy nonsense. Tell me this is not an agenda. Ultimately, the vaccines themselves will likely end up killing more people than the coronavirus, and we will have achieved George Orwell's authoritarian medical nightmare where the treatment keeps the pandemic going in perpetuity. All the while, the entire scandemic is used to crush human freedom and enslave people in their own homes and apartments all around the world. Uh, and that's it. And folks, I couldn't have put it any better myself. I want you to latch hold of one thing for me. Regardless of whether you are predisposed to take this vaccine or not, this is an entirely new type of vaccine. And I wouldn't even call it medicine because I, it, it doesn't appear to be medicine to me if it has this high of a chance of adverse reactions. But the bottom line for me is this is a mitochondrial RNA vaccine. This appears to me to be something designed to tinker with your genetic identification 
as a human being, as a descendant, so to speak, of mitochondrial Eve. So to me, it looks like, even, even though I'm in agreement with this, to me it looks like there are even deeper agendas going on here that they want to change the composition of humanity itself. So dig into these vaccine stories, folks. Please, please, please dig in for your sake and for your family's sake before you buy into any move of any government to force you to take it. Because if there's those kinds of adverse reactions, you may be sealing your fate, particularly if you're a woman and want to have children, you might end up sterile. So please, please, please uh, dig into this. Uh, there's lots of research out there on this. And I urge all of you, even those of you who may be living locally where I live, uh, dig into this and confront these politicians with their own hypocrisy. And meanwhile, <laughs> Governor Gavin Grusom of Nuttyfornia is in Maui attending a conference about what to do about all of this coronavirus. And guess what, folks? They're not wearing masks. Gee, <laughs> okay, folks. Um, uh, Bethany Ephraim says, no way I'm taking this you-know-what. My body is the temple of the living Yahweh Yeshua. I belong to him alone. Um, yeah, that's kind of my thinking. <laughs> so anyway, folks, um, they intend to ram this down our throat by force if need be. So uh, numbers is the key here. Anyway, folks, uh, thank you for tuning in for that rant <laughs> because, you know, I've just had it. I've been, I've been following all of this nonsense in, in conjunction with, and I mean, folks, I've been getting so many articles from you about all of this and about the election fraud and so on and so forth. I've been barely able to keep up. So, But anyway, I do appreciate everybody sending me all of these articles I wish I could uh, thank you all individually, and I wish that I could cover them and talk about them and write about all of them individually. I just can't, so I have to kind of select. But this, this announcement, oh, we've got a vaccine. Yay, hooray. Uh, well, dig deeper and uh, question anyone who thinks that all of this stuff is just wonderful. Uh, I'm sick of listening to the so-called conservative media in this country hyping this vaccine when, you know, claiming that they've done all the research and they're following the science. Well, no, they haven't. No, they haven't. Uh, it's interesting to me how the conservative uh, television media in this country was more than willing to have Robert Kennedy on and interview him uh, back when he was talking about autism and vaccines, but now that the coronavirus thing is on, he's you know he's nowhere to be seen on any of the major media outlets, and he's got he's got a story to tell, and I imagine he's going to try and tell it in court. All right. So anyway, that's it, guys. Um, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you on the flip side. Remember, there is no vid chat tomorrow, and there's no vid chat a week from tomorrow, which will be Thanksgiving. So 
get you've got plenty of time to get your comments and questions in. The next vid chat will be in December. Okay. And hopefully another vid chat following that if we have a country left over here. But, but anyway, thanks much for tuning in, folks. I'll see you on the flip side. Bye-bye and God bless.